With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 168, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says, you choose what you do with the adversities that come your way. Are you going to thrive or just survive? And joining me on today's show is Elizabeth Clayman. Elizabeth is a naturopath who is living proof that natural healing works. She has not only survived, but thrived. Despite a childhood of abuse, being chronically ill, and left disabled and bedridden for 12 years from an automobile accident. Now, Elizabeth has a bachelor's degree in holistic nutrition and a master's in naturopathy naturopathic medicine let me get that out she's also the owner of clayman natural health a professional speaker she's an author and a health and wellness coach and a consultant now on today's show elizabeth is going to share the ability to overcome adversity to live the life of your dreams she's going to talk about that she's going to talk about how telling your story can free you to live in abundance as well as ways that natural medicine can enable your body to heal and you to live a life of service. So welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's such happy an honor. My, your Australian audience. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we do have a uh, an, an audience that is global and quite a few people in the US. We have a lot of US uh, guests on the show. And so with this technology, we are so blessed to be able to really engage and, and communicate, if you will, with people from all over the world. One of the things I love to do at the beginning of the show, Elizabeth, is just, just to give each guest an opportunity to share uh, how they got into the business that uh, they are in now and are obviously really impacting the lives of uh, the clients that they serve and support. And I think in your introduction gave us a little bit of an insight into uh, why you are now in holistic uh, nutrition and of course naturopath. I always get that wrong. I'm going to say it one more time. Naturopathic medicine. So share your story, share your journey with us if you will. Well, my story really started as far as naturopathic medicine when I was a small child. I grew up on a little farm, in a family farm in Louisiana, and beside my grandmother. And just the natural healing that, you know, that she used because we didn't run to the pharmacy for something every time you had a cold or the sniffles or whatever. So I really 
started my interest in natural medicine and in, in whole foods on the farm. And I love, I, I grew up eating, you know, we grew what we ate and I and canned it and froze it. And I just, I love, I just fell in love with all of that. And it's funny because it contrasts to me now, my husband grew up as a military brat. And so his dad was flying. So his mom did a lot of, you know, box and a lot of hot dogs and things like that. So it's just how we grew up. Our taste buds are so different, you know. And so I started out in just as a love in, of natural medicine. And then when my I married my husband, who also went in the military. So he is, is in Air Force. And we moved to Florida. It was our very first move away from home for me. And I had a, I made a couple of friends that were very interested in um, naturopathic medicine and herbs and supplements and things like that. And that really sparked my interest. I had my degree in holistic nutrition and I had been speaking and teaching on diet and weight loss and um, at, for a, an internationally known company at the time. And so their interest in natural healing kind of sparked my interest even more. And that's when I decided to pursue my degree in naturopathic medicine. And boy, am I glad I did because I had to use it on myself. Wow. Not long after that, I developed asthma and um, really severe allergies, moving around to different climates, just mm -hmm. really threw my body into a, a tailwind. And then also having grown up in a very dysfunctional abusive home when I wasn't at my grandmother's on the farm, mm. um, just really came up in my 30s. And I had to deal through that and walk through that and, and get healed from that. Mm. And having studied naturopathic medicine, I knew I needed to heal mind, body, soul, and emotions. I needed all four parts to be healed. So I used my naturopathic medicine and the naturopathic training to walk through healing myself mm. And, and really get into the word and study the word and use God's word as well as all of the plants and the nutrition and everything that God had given us to heal. And then uh, finished up my degree, got better, finished up my degree. And just three months later, we had a severe auto accident, which um, took me out. And I mean, praise God, my entire family was in, in the accident. We had a semi-truck stop on the highway in front of us, and we could not stop. We were pulling a camper, and we hit him. Our camper hit us, and then the, our daughters, who were 18 and 16 at the time, were driving my husband's truck. They hit the camper, and the camper hit us again. So we were trapped in the car underneath the back of a semi-truck. And I say, you know, my entire family walked away and I hobbled away. Mm -hmm. So, and it was another, it was, uh, that left me social security disabled mm -hmm. and bedridden for 12 years till I finally came to a point where I said, I am done with this Western medicine. I am mm -hmm. done with doing this your way. I'm going to do this my way. And I set out and I, made a plan and I determined to get myself better and to get back to what God had called me to do, which was to speak and to coach. And so I set out a plan and it took two years, but in the beginning of 2017, I was back on my feet enough to start my blog and start doing some coaching and then have just added on from there. Oh, fabulous. Thank you for sharing uh, your story and your journey. I find it so inspiring and I know others do too because so often we experience situations and significant situations such as you have uh, done and often we think that that's our story. That's it. 
I'm now bedridden. Um, and yet there was just this inkling of, of hope and drive, determination, if you will. And uh, through that, and I'm sure that there was a lot of hard work, a lot of prayer, a lot of tears. Uh, you know, I don't want to put uh, anything in your, your mind or in your words, of course. Uh, but you've gotten through. And I think, you know, through those stories, it gives hope and possibility to others who may be struggling. Something you said, and I want to dive into this a little bit, because many people don't realize that often it's experiences that we have had as a young child or even as a not so young child and older child um, significant emotional events that we have gone through that can often really from a, a physical point of view impact emotions and you said something that you know mind body spirit it's so important that often we only look at part of the equation part of the healing process but we are created you know in, in God's image mind body spirit that we need to look holistically as we are healing all of that speak a little bit about that because I think a lot of people don't realize that that our muscles will hold the memories and, and sometimes negative memories which continue to compound the the struggles and issues that we're still dealing with even as adults yes Yes, absolutely. And I know even if you think about it, smells, and I, I said this when I was going through, you know, how a, a smell will trigger a memory. Mm -hmm. And I, and when I was going through my healing from all of my childhood, uh, my kids would laugh at me because I would make a big pot of spaghetti sauce and I would just stand over that pot of spaghetti sauce and stir it. And I'd just be taking in those aromas of thyme and oregano mm -hmm. and everything. And I'd be like, this is aromatherapy because it would take me back to my grandmother's kitchen mm -hmm. where I felt warm and safe and loved. And so you think about those things, those are ingrained in us. Mm -hmm. And if you think about now, I can't, um, since our accident, I can't watch or hear, uh, a, you know, on a TV, a, a car crashing or metal crunching because it brings back and I immediately do this mm -hmm. because it brings back all of that whiplash that I went through and my muscles tighten up. So like you said, muscle memory. So we don't realize a lot of times that the traumas we go through and they can be physical traumas, mental traumas, emotional traumas, trigger things in us later in life and we don't even know why am I dealing with this why am I battling this what is causing me to feel this way or to think this way and that's what I do a lot in my coaching I coach a lot with women who have chronic illness and we go back and we walk through their story mm -hmm. and we tell their story from the beginning and we identify traumas and sometimes it's simple little things people will say oh well I was never abused or I didn't grow up I grew up in a great home and all of these things but it could be something as simple as something a girlfriend said in school mm. that just hurts and you don't even realize it but you're still reacting out of that and to give you an example of that for me a girlfriend said to me in high school I was singing along with the radio and I said oh someday I want to be a singer and she said oh you should get a new dream oh. and it was just a little crass mm. thought that she didn't even think about, you know, how teenagers yeah. are. They just, you know, and, but that stuck with me and I would not sing for years and years. And my husband kept telling me, you need to sing. You have a beautiful voice. And I would just be, mm. no, no, no. And it took me many, many years to just get over that little tiny comment that was always yeah. stuck in my head. And, and when we, we have to trace those back, to what made that comment resonate 
with what had been told to me earlier mm. that I wasn't good enough in some other area. Yeah. And we don't even realize that those are the little things that trigger that come out later and they can manifest physically, mm -hmm. they can manifest emotionally. And, and we just, you know, we have to go back and trace those things out and work through those mm. and work through the emotions to heal whatever it is that we may be dealing with physically now. Yeah. Well, it's such a great reminder for all of us that no matter what experience someone else is going through or what shows up for them or manifest, and I know that sometimes the woo-woo use that, but we're talking about manifest as something that happens because of something that has gone before that, if you will. So that's the, the term that we're using it for, is that we can often say, well, just think differently. Think differently. Don't think that then. But it's easier for us to say that if we haven't experienced something and there may be lots of different events that have happened through our life that have continued to compound uh, the initial thing that happened many, many years ago, then all of a sudden something happens and bang, all of those things strengthen something in you, like for you that accident and the hearing triggered something in you that as soon as you hear a noise happen, whether it be on TV, part of an ad, whatever, immediately has you go into that fight or flight mode because you want to protect yourself. So I think it's such an important reminder for all of us, be mindful about what we say to others because even in jest, we could be, yeah, embedding something in someone that's not very helpful or is stirring up old emotions uh, and situations, but also from a point of view of ourselves, if we're going through that, doesn't mean something is wrong with us because other people, I think that insight into why this is happening can often be one of the first steps towards healing, isn't it, Elizabeth? Knowing that, okay, I'm not the only person that's struggling with this. The reason is, is because something significant happened to me. So when we look about looking at how to overcome adversity, to be able to live the life of our dreams, that we had a dream, but we haven't yet been able to achieve that, what are some of the key things that we need to be aware of? If we can see there are some significant emotional events that have happened that continuously are triggering me and stopping me from really stepping forward to start achieving my dreams. What are some things that we need to know? Well, I know with me, um, especially after our car accident, I, um, you know, I said, God, you called me to speak and to coach. And I know this. I heard the voice. I heard him. And then he confirmed it to me in our youth pastors through our youth pastor's wife and confirmed it to me in scripture. And then all these other things started happening, all this stuff. And I call it with, with my emotional uh, meltdown or whatever mm -hmm. it was that all that stuff that came back. And for some reason, us women, it's in our thirties. Sometimes, some reason it catches up to us in our 30s. I don't know, maybe we're moving too fast and everything in our 20s and it catches up in our 30s. But in my 30s, I, I liken it to a beach ball. It was like it was holding that beach ball under the water, hiding all of that, keeping it under the surface. And it kept getting harder and harder and popping back to the surface. Mm -hmm. And finally, it got to a point I couldn't hold it under anymore. And it had to, I had to come out and face all of those things. And so... I um, you know, I think it be, it becomes first of all acknowledging it, mm -hmm. and you have to, and that's why I walk people through their story mm -hmm. because we need to acknowledge, you know, what what has gone on in my life and what have I been through, and sometimes it's not like I said something that you even recognize. It's sometimes it's a revelation to people when we walk mm -hmm. through whatever it is, and then we go. 
oh, this is why I, I'm doing this. So it's, it's first of all recognition, and then it's making a mindset shift. And I know when I came to the point after our accident, I had to decide I was done. And I tell people this when I work with them, if you're not ready, if you're not done being stuck in the place you're at, and you're not ready to change your mind and change your life, then there's, mm -hmm. you might as well throw your money in the trash. There's no point in giving it to me. Mm -hmm. You're just going to throw it away. Yeah. I'm, you know, I don't want to take somebody's money if I'm not going to help them get to the next place. So you have to make a mindset shift. And I talk about um, five practical steps for overcoming adversity. Mm -hmm. And um, one is you have to become an optimist. Negativity is a dream killer. Negativity is a health killer. It's a relationship killer. You have to be an optimist. You have to learn to look at those situations and see the positive. 12 years out, or well, 14 years out now, I can look back on that accident and I can see a lot of positives that came from it. Mm -hmm. In the midst of it, couldn't see any of them. Mm -hmm. But I said, you know, God, in Romans 8, 28, you said you're going to use all things for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And I love you, and you called me, and you're going to use this for good. Yeah. And it took 14 years, but he's <laughs> using it every day, every day. Yeah. So you've got to become an optimist and put the negativity aside. Yeah. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. You've got to define your identity in God. Who does God say you are? God did not say that I was a disabled person stuck in bed for the rest of my life. The doctor said that, mm -hmm. but that's not what God says. God said that I was able and that I was, that he was enough and he was sufficient. So you got to define who you are in God. Mm -hmm. You got to use I am statements. And I, I'm real big on I am statements. I am a child of God. Mm -hmm. I am, I am not, and you know, I am not disabled. Mm -hmm. I am healthy. I am strong. So you've got to do that. You've got to have a clear vision. What do you want? And then we got to make a path to get from where you're at to where you want to be. And I tell people, I'm like their GPS. You can drive from one coast to the other and you can get there, but you're going to take a lot of side roads and go a lot of, a lot of places out of the way. Mm -hmm. Or you can plug in your coordinates to the GPS and I can help give you directions and we can get there faster and easier together. So uh, I'm your I GPS. Love I love that. And then you've got to take action. Mm that you've got to be ready to take action. I had to be ready and I had to come to a point where I had my final surgery and they could not control my pain. And I was going into shock and I said, I looked at my husband through chattering teeth and sweat and I said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not living this way anymore. I'm done. And I went home and I recovered from that surgery and I sat down with a piece of paper and a pen and I made a plan. And I work that plan every day. And it's baby steps. Mm -hmm. People always think it's all or nothing. Oh, you were in the bed for 12 years and now you're healed. That's not how it happens for me. God can do that and mm -hmm. he does do that. But for me, it was a process. It was, I'm laying in bed and I'm going to go sit in the chair for five minutes. Because sitting in the chair for five minutes was hard. And it was difficult mm -hmm. because I hadn't done that. And then I'd lay back down. And the next hour, I'd go sit in the chair for five minutes. And I did that repeatedly. And then I stand for five minutes and then I'd lay back down. And I just slowly, little by little, increased that until I was able 
to get up and to mm -hmm. start living yeah. again. So often uh, in that process, uh, you've just explained taking action, we can get disillusioned, can't we? Um, because of the fact that it's not happening as quick as we, we want. However, it's so important that uh, we remind ourselves that this is a journey, that this is um, you know, going to take time and that time factor is, is going to be different for each and every one of us. Now, you touched on this. I love those five key points, mind you. Uh, and you're kind of the, the GPS. Every time someone wanders, you're like that Siri, reroute, reroute, you know, reminding us, <laughs> get back on track, which we all need, you know, from, from time to time. Uh, I'm not as irritating as Siri, though. <laughs> So telling your story, you already said that it's so important to be able to free ourselves to, to live in abundance. You know, for someone maybe listening or watching today and thinking, you know what, I'm so ashamed to share my story. Now, we don't mean necessarily, and I'd love you to speak more about this, um, get up on stage and share everything. Some, but sometimes it is really giving it voice. Journaling maybe is really important too. Share a bit more about when you say, tell your story. What do you mean? When, when somebody's working with me, we do whatever they're comfortable doing because I don't want to push them outside. I want you to be outside your comfort zone. I want you to do a few things that are outside your comfort zone. But whatever someone shares with me is between me and them. It doesn't go any further than me. I'm not a therapist or a priest, but it still stays between me and them. And then I encourage them to keep a journal, and that is really important. And we walk through the steps of telling their story just writing down, you know, they can do it, sometimes they do it by years, like when I was one, and they write down, you know, and, and you can't remember a lot when you were one, but maybe you were told some things about when you were one. I know I was told a, a lot of things about before I could remember, and then when I could remember, it was just a few things. So we just start walking through that, and by telling their story, it could be simply telling their story to themselves. Mm. And in the beginning, that's really what we have to do is start admitting our story, at least for me, admitting my story to myself and admitting my story to God. Mm -hmm. I already knew it and God already knew it, but I needed to tell it on paper or I needed to tell it out loud to God to get it outside so that I could look at it and analyze it and not keep it inside where it just keeps mutating mm -hmm. and becoming more angry and more bitter and for me I was very angry and mm -hmm. I had a lot of guilt and shame and so I needed to get those things out and sometimes it was just simply in prayer mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of people don't realize we see you know um, people pray and they pray so formally prayer is just a conversation with mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. and sometimes you know we can have a best friend who knows everything about us but we still need to confide in her things that we've been keeping inside, it's the same way with God. Mm -hmm. God is our best friend, and we just need to confide in Him. So telling your story can be as simple as just talking with it, talking over it with God, talking it over with a friend, writing it in a journal. Mm -hmm. But you need to get it out, because if you keep it in, it stays bottled up, and it just continues to get twisted and sorted, and the enemy continues to use it mm -hmm. and to tell you lies about it. That was the big thing with me. He kept telling me lies and telling me lies mm. that made it more twisted. And when I got it out, 
it wasn't nearly as bad as I had made it in my head yeah or as the enemy had told me it was exactly you know one of the things that I'm often reminded of is that God knows us so well he knows our deepest deepest thoughts we cannot hide and in fact yesterday in uh, what the sermon was around you know God knows our every thought which can be scary for some people but for me you know I find it a comfort because it's nothing nothing that I say or share he does not already know but it is important to have that conversation as you say with a friend even if he or she knows already um, what is is going on and of course with our Heavenly Father who loves and cares for us so much um, that's important too something the enemy will often do and I'd love you to just speak a little bit around that is around the shame and the guilt we need to let that go, don't we? And, and sharing that story and just leaving it at the, the foot of the throne or the, at the foot of the cross, um, it's important because the enemy can often fester in, in that shame. But there's nothing that we need to be shameful for because Jesus died for all of our sins. And of course, we don't need to carry that shame. Speak a bit more about that and maybe some of the things that you experienced when you started to really share that story, bring it to him in prayer, journal it. What what differences did you notice? Um, it, it was really hard at first because, um, and, and I knew, you know, I had shared, I have a best friend that has been my best friend since we were one years old. And that's because she's a year younger than me. We grew up together and we knew everything about each other she thought, mm. but she didn't know everything about me. And the, the hardest thing for me to share was the sexual abuse that I experienced mm. as a nine-year-old. And that was because I was caught up in the shame of that. And I was caught up in the guilt of that, thinking that it was my fault mm. because I thought everything was my fault growing up. I was born to a, an unwed mother in 1965 in the rural South, and that was just not done. And the responsibility of that was placed on me by others. And, uh, you know, I, I love um, that one of my absolute favorite books is um, The Purpose Driven Life. And the reason is in the second or third chapter, he says, there are no illegitimate children. There are only illegitimate parents. And that was so freeing for me when I read that because that was, it wasn't my fault. I was the innocent child. And so I never even told my best friend all those years that I suffered that abuse. And I had been married to my husband for 20 years and I never told him. He knew, but he never knew who or what. And until I got into counseling and my counselor really pressed me on it, did I ever say it out loud. And the reason for that is because Satan convinced me that it was my fault. Even though I was nine years old and it was older stepbrothers who, who were teenagers, I internalized that because everything was my fault. Mm -hmm. So when I was able to say that out loud, it didn't have any power over me anymore. Mm -hmm. And then when I was able to start writing it down and journaling it, it became less and less powerful because Satan no longer could hold that lie mm -hmm. of you're guilty and it's your fault and over my head anymore yeah. and it was just amazing how freeing that was mm -hmm. and um you know for me that i guess that was probably the most freeing because that was my deepest darkest secret yeah. that i never ever told anybody yeah. and once i was pressed to say it then it was out it was no longer a secret mm -hmm. and if it's no longer a secret 
Satan can't use it against you anymore. No. Wow. Wow. You have just empowered. I can sense it. People who are watching and listening today who've been holding a deep, dark secret, as you said, release it. Once you do voice that in a journal, in prayer, then no longer can it continue to fester. Uh, and the enemy certainly can't use it uh, against you either. So we really talked about bringing things in prayer, getting it at, at that memory muscle and those um, situations that really caused us significant emotional trauma. That's really important. Other ways that are important too is natural medicine. So this is our physical body and, and natural medicine, as you say, can enable the body to heal and you to owe us to, of course, live that life of service. What are some things that uh, you share, some key things that you'd love people to know when it comes to natural medicine and just how um, incredible it can be when we incorporate that as a holistic way to really look after ourselves, mind, body and spirit? Well, it's, you know, it's amazing to me. In Genesis, God said, I, I've given you every tree and plant and air bring fruit for your good, for your body. So I believe that God gave us everything we need to heal our bodies. And when we go and we put all of this unnatural stuff in our body, whether it's unnatural foods or unnatural medications or whatever, we're just sticking a Band-Aid and we're just putting a Band-Aid over a Band-Aid over a Band-Aid. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I tell people is you've got to cleanse. You need to get all of that, that uh, take all those layers of Band-Aids off and don't do it all at once because you'll go into toxic shock. Mm. So it's really important to do cleanses like a, a liver cleanse. I talk, I talk about a lot going through a seven day cleanse where we eat certain foods for seven days. We eat organic foods. We eliminate some foods, especially sugars and things mm. like that to cleanse, to help our body cleanse, um, things like drinking cranberry juice that cleanses our, our urinary tract and our, our kidneys and everything. Herbs, and one of my favorites is Liver Care 52. Mm -hmm. And it is, um, it is an awesome herbal cleanse and it has 52 different herbs in it. Mm -hmm. And it cleanses the organs and the liver. So it is an excellent cleanse. Mm -hmm. And I, I take that every day myself. And um, and to eat you know whole whole organic foods as much as possible and and I always have people roll their eyes and say I can't eat that or it's too expensive or mm. or like me I'm traveling I'm in you know airports and going around speaking and everything and I tell them okay eighty twenty rule eighty mm. percent of the time I'm going to eat good and healthy and twenty percent of the time I'm going to be bad because nothing is an all or nothing proposition mm. nothing. Everything is a compromise in life. Um, if you're married, you know this, you've got to compromise. He's a morning person, I am not. Sometimes I have to be a morning person. Sometimes he has to let me not be a morning person. <laughs> it's the same thing, you've got to compromise. Mm. So eat good 20% of the time. I take my protein bars, I take my fruit, I make sure I have my, my water. But then if I'm in an airport and I want to order a meal, I do mm. because I got my 20% of leeway. So that's something that's important that you can do. Also to rebuild the nutrients that, we, that our bodies need. It's so important to take a good or absorbable mineral and vitamin supplement. Mm -hmm. And I am with a company called Melaleuca that has um, organic um, vitamins and supplements. And that's what I take. And that's what I have my family take. And just to keep our, keep our nutrition up, because even if we're eating as best we can mm -hmm. in this 
rushed world and everything that we have going on, there's still a lot of toxic stress and toxic overload in the world. So we need to help our bodies with good vitamins and minerals and supplements that it's, uh, it's really hard to get because our soil is depleted and mm. our everything is polluted and that kind of thing. So those are just some of the key nutrients that I start with. Yeah, fantastic. And of course, what we're going to do in a moment, uh, Elizabeth, is uh, get you to share how people can connect with you. But what I think is so important to recognize is that we are uniquely made and we are wonderfully made um, you know, when we think about mind, body and spirit and each of those facets are so important. And we're told, you know, in the Bible, renew your mind every morning. We need to make sure that we are providing, you know, nutritious uh, foods and the selections that we have. And of course, uh, mind, body, spirit, always in the, in the word, I think. And when we have that holistic approach, then when the enemy tries to attack us, um, it's just going to bounce straight off there because uh, we are consistently, um, you know, knowing the truth, living the truth, and of course, uh, physically as well, looking after ourselves. Elizabeth, what's the best way for people to find out more about uh, the services and the support you offer and to connect with you? What's the best way? Um, the best way to find me is um, Clamon Natural Health, and it's just www.clamonnaturalhealth.com. And then if they want to email me, it's Elizabeth at Clamon Natural Health, and that's C-L-A-M-O-N, just like clam on. And then um, I also have my speaker page, which is Elizabeth Clamon. So I just kind of keep it all in the family and keep the name going. So people can remember clam on, that's me, and that's how you can find me. Fantastic. I love that. Uh, that's right. It, you know, On brand. And uh, rather than confuse people, keep it simple. And what we're going to do, uh, Elizabeth, is put all of the links on our show notes for people to click through to on ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE. One six eight. One of the things I'm doing for all of my guests, and be honoured to do that for you, Elizabeth, is just to finish the show off with a word of prayer. May I do that for you too? Absolutely. Thank right, you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Elizabeth today and hear her share her testimony. Father, we are just reminded through uh, what she said today that it does not matter what we have gone through, what we've experienced. There is no shame in anything and that uh, when we lean into you, when we seek your support, when we share our stories, that true healing only comes from you, Father. So we just want to uplift uh, Elizabeth and just thank you for her and that she now is spreading this important uh, message for those of us who will see ourselves in uh, some of the things that she's experienced and that she shared today. Father, we just want to uphold her ministry, her work that she's doing with her clients. We just want to pray for the people who are listening and watching today that if they can really see that and feel that they're struggling with something that happened with them, that they will reach out to Elizabeth and really get her support. Father, we just want to ask this in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, Elizabeth, you know, sharing your story and living what you speak, I think is just so empowering. And that uh, I know that that just gives other people courage to reach out and maybe just to share that with one other person, get it out of their body that they may have been carrying that around for so, so long that uh, you are speaking and supporting them. So, um, you know, continued blessings in, in your ministry and the work that you're doing with clients, I'm sure all around the globe.
Thank you so much. I appreciate it so much. And if anybody is interested in knowing more, learning more about my story, I have a book coming out in November called Beautifully Broken. And so I would love for them to keep an eye out, friend request me on Facebook or send me an instant message and I'll keep you updated on that. Fantastic. And when that does come out, Elizabeth, come on back on the show and let's dive into some of the chapters and really pull that out um, and, and speak about it more because I think so many people um, have got an incredible destiny that is there for them yet just has, have not yet taken the steps to fulfilling that because the enemy is lying and telling them a story that is untrue and uh, you know just in the previous guest that I was talking about after we finished the, the interview that even the messiest of stories God can turn into a message that becomes someone else's miracle that even that yes. for them there is hope there is possibility in and through Christ and yes. um, I'd love you to come back and share that because I think that's so important will you do that oh, you'll use the same link. Let's come back and have you on the show. We would. Okay. Well, we'll speak again then closer to okay. the time of launch. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.